I can now produce something that's pretty damn accurate. And there's no way of officially verifying what's true and what's not true. We really need policy around that. If you believe we can change the narrative, if you believe we can change our communities, if you believe we can change the outcomes, then we can change the world. I'm Rob Richardson. Welcome to Disruption Now. Hey, fellow disruptors. Happy 2024. Welcome to to Disruption Now. I'm your host and moderator, Rob Richardson. With me is the original crew back, the the man, the legend, James Keyes, and the professor, the connoisseur, Tunde Ogalana. How you guys doing? All right, all right, man. Thanks for having us on. Good to see you both. And, and of course, for all of our subscribers, please follow, like. Uh, you can, it, it helps us reach more people when you like and subscribe, so please do. And also sign up for Disruption Now so you can learn about the latest events and some of the cool disruptive shit that we're going to do in the future. Talking about disruptive shit, TikTok. TikTok is on everybody's uh on everybody's brain, everybody's mouth, saying it should be banned. Obviously, there's a lot of conversation going on given the climate of what's happening right now. Uh, China has a very different position than the United States on uh, the Israel-Hamas war. China has different interests for most of the Western nations. So, of course, there's concern that this mo- the most popular social media app probably in the world, TikTok, is owned by China, and all that data is going to be used to, I don't know, turn us into mindless Chinese drones. I don't know. But anywho, that's the concern of many that this that this tool social media is being used is being weaponized against us so i want to start this conversation really talk about uh is it a national security threat is it threatening our kids these are all the arguments we're hearing and i want to make sure we're having a different take than the rest of the world we can hear what they say but for us you know we got the best minds as far as i'm concerned and the most (laughs) disruptive so let's get right to it what do you think starting off james does tiktok present a national security threat or is this some overhyped shit well, it's, it, it does present a national security threat. It is harmful to children, and it shouldn't be banned. I mean, it, it's, it's doing exactly what social media does. Like, social, social media, it's not because it's TikTok that it presents as national security threat or because it is or that it can be bad for kids. It's because of the nature of social media. Social media is built around hacking your mind in order to, to, to monopolize its attention, you know, to, to get you addicted, you know, in the same way that, you know, tobacco is meant to, you know, like nicotine gets you, makes you so you're addicted. And so the, by its very nature, the, you know, social media, TikTok, and TikTok is good. You know, they have a good algorithm, so to speak. So it's, really? it may be more effective at some of this stuff, but ultimately it's just doing what social media does. And so I think a lot of the outrage and the concern about it may be projection, Maybe China phobia, so to speak, but it ultimately just comes down to TikTok is behaving like every other social media entity. And so therefore, for this reason, I guess it's OK to talk about it as being detrimental because it's owned by China. But it doesn't change the fact that if you're going to ban TikTok, you might as well look at banning all of them. Like the things we're afraid TikTok doing are all the things that Facebook has already done. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Tunde? <laughs> do, 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 do you agree with that, that this is just uh, this is pretty much just they're just replicating what's already been, what's already happening and. And, and people are overhyping it, uh, or is there any point, particularly within government, that people maybe shouldn't use it? Because you know, there's the, uh, you know, there's a lot of government right now, governments across the world, and really, I think federal employees cannot have TikTok within their uh, federal uh, uh, federal devices. So, do you think there's any any type of legitimate concern there, or is it just something that it's across the board about social media? Um, I don't think there's, uh, from my knowledge, let's put it that way, I don't think there's a legitimate concern. I agree with James's uh, overarching points, which is, 
you know, I, I still don't understand what the Chinese government can do with TikTok that it can't do through other platforms, meaning the ability for China as a nation to do espionage and do things like hack the servers of Facebook or hack into Microsoft or hack into Google to, to, to you know, see what we're all looking at on YouTube. Um, I recognize maybe people think or, that or, because... Or put chips and devices that they manufacture and ship over here. Well, and, and I could see the only argument that I could see that, that someone could push back to me right now and say, Tunde, but you're not seeing this. And obviously there's a lot of blind spots I'm sure I have on this topic. But one of them could be that because Facebook... Google, they're not owned by the Chinese government, so maybe maybe China can hack them and look into what they have as far as data and all that, but maybe they, they don't have the ability to manipulate the algorithm to, to, to the point of that you made, Rob, that to 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 have begin to have different narratives than maybe our government wants to have in certain, let's say, global conflicts and things like that. But at this, at this point in our um, information ecosphere experience, I would say, um, we can all find enough um, contradicting information that, to any topic on any platform out there. So again, I still don't see where TikTok has some outsized negative influence over and above the other platforms other than what you've discussed, which is they're not an American company. But that's Damn. the key piece. And I think we got to change the language because you, you phrased it as a legitimate concern. The concern is legitimate. The question or where the pushback comes from me or from my, my call it like I see it, brethren, Tunde, is the fact that why do we have this heightened concern? Like the same, the, the things that TikTok does or the threats that TikTok presents are essentially the same. If you want to say, oh, well, the Chinese government can exert more control over them. Well, that is ignoring the fact that it's not like the Zuckerbergs and the Musks of the world have got all this goodwill for, oh, no, they would never abuse their power or oh, never, never abuse happened. information. <laughs> like these guys have shown us they'll do detrimental stuff, too. So the question isn't whether TikTok or yeah, whether TikTok is whether the concern over it is legitimate. It's just whether it deserves heightened concern relative to the concern we should have for all this other stuff in the, in the social media sphere. Well, or like I mentioned, I, I threw out there the conversation or the piece about, you know, the, all, all these dev electronic devices that we're using are made in China. Where's the people that are standing up saying that. that we shouldn't be having all this stuff made there? And you, you didn't like you opened up your phone before you started using it and typing all this stuff on it. So there are risks abound. You know, why are we picking this one out other than it's something that, you know, apparently is easy to get people amped up about, which is kind of right. like just what social media likes to do with people. Anyway. Well, and, and I agree with you. I was going to say this, that um, I think it's, it could be as simple as that Chinese people are scary to Americans and Zuckerberg and Elon Musk are not. So, but because that is actually very simple and easy to understand, I know that's, that's not going to be discussed. So we got to go right. to all this other excuses and complexities. But you make a great point, James, because I'm going to bring something up that probably not many people are going to remember, um, but it was on the cover of Bloomberg magazine, you know, the big publication that's that's well known as uh, in the financial world, uh, that it, it, this was in 2015, I remember, because there was a photograph of someone's index finger, and on that index finger was this tiny chip, and it was amazing how small the chip was, that's why it was a contrast over someone's, the tip of someone's finger, and at that time is when it was uncovered to the public, who knows how long we, you know, our government knew about this, that the Chinese had inserted every single, uh, a chip of that size in every single, pretty much every single device that they manufacture for other countries. And they were saying in the article that the U.S. government learned, including in our military drones and things like that. So China's been looking at our stuff for a long time. And to James's point, that's when I realized 
because I'll do a little product in here. I have an iPhone. iPhones are made in China. There's a 100% chance that type of chip is in this phone right now. So that's why I kind of say that because we have this knowledge that the Chinese have been spying on us, and that's what they do, and espionage, and, they, and then, to that's James' point. That's what all nations we, do, by the way. Correct. But I'm just saying, to James' point, we allow our products to be manufactured in that country, right? Yes. So that means that no matter what I do on this phone, there's a high probability that the Chinese government knows what I'm doing. So why all this attention to this platform, other than my conspiracy theory would be that the U.S. big tech firms like Facebook and, and, and Google and Microsoft are lobbying the government because they don't want competition, just yes, like most right. businesses don't want competition. Absolutely. I don't exactly. want competition. If I was big enough, I'd be lobbying the government to also get out of my competition. Out of I'm the only honest monopolist here, I guess, you know, not between you guys, but I mean in our society. Everybody acts like they want this competition. I don't want competition. <laughs> So look, look, so the, definitely the big five see this as a threat. And it's not only now a threat to uh, social media as a whole. TikTok has now really adopted, they're getting into Amazon's market. Like people are now ordering stuff. Like I noticed like like Mario, my son, he went on there and like, oh, I'm getting something off of TikTok. Like, why are you getting something off of TikTok? Who gets shit off of TikTok? But apparently people get stuff off of TikTok. <laughs> so like now Amazon is like, because they, they figured out something. They can capture people's attention. Uh, a lot of people now, it's the second most used search engine. Uh, it's right behind YouTube. So now it's a search engine. It's a. It's now It's now looking at the manufacturing, sending out products. And I think what they're worried about is that uh, it creates a, 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 a unique advantage because China backs it. Because China backs its businesses. And of course, the, the U.S. government business, we don't work that way. So they're screaming and hollering. But they didn't have any problem with that, with that when, they, when they shipped all jobs overseas in order to have uh, people get paid lower wages so they could be more competitive. Right. That's what. So we've kind of this ship has sailed. Right. And we need. So if, if the if the policy and I want to move on, if the issue is about data privacy, then let's have a real, honest, transparent conversation, because I know everybody on this panel believes the U.S., is way behind and needs to have a transparent data policy, particularly for AI, how we do data across the board, right? It needs to be done because right now, social media companies, like they have algorithms that they can't even understand and they just know it works, <laughs> right? And so like, we need to have transparency in how these things are, 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 being, are being used. And with AI, gonna amplify that even more by the way, artificial intelligence, if you guys didn't know, just for the audience, artificial intelligence is not new. Facebook and others have been using it for a very long time. Now it's just amplified in its ability. And so now we really need to know how this thing, how, how, how the algorithms are working and, it, and it's really presented in a transparent way. So if this what this is about, that we want to see what's transparent with TikTok, I want that applied to Facebook. I want that applied to Amazon. I want that applied to everybody so we understand uh, what's happening and what our basic data rights are. That's where I am. I don't know. Well, no, do I mean, you, it, you know, it's the okie doke because the solution that's being proposed is a ban of just the one social media platform. If it was yeah. the practices of TikTok, certain individual practices that people had a problem with, then there would be there would be talk about regulating those practices. Hey, you have to make your algorithm public or your data your the data you retain has to be, you know, you have to do this or that with the data you retain. But see the thing is is if they did that, then they would have to do it for all of the social media companies, that's right? Which that's the right. other those the social media companies don't want yeah, that stuff exactly. to happen. And so instead, it, if it was a constructive conversation 
conversation. And that's really my objection to it. It's not a constructive conversation. No. It's just everybody. It's the dupes out here parroting the line from the lobby and they're getting from the, the competing social media companies because the true answers to the problems that we're concerned about with TikTok are answers that could be applied across the board. But that's not where we're going because that's not what really is happening here. No, I mean, that never happens, right? They just make up narratives and propaganda, which I think is a part of it, too, right? So it's definitely it's definitely bigger corporations, and, 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 and they see a threat to what's happening, really a few corporations, because not that many. We're talking about the big five. Um, but beyond that, it's also, I believe, there's also, when we talk about influence on young voters, right, moving to that point. Like, the, the argument I hear uh, from, from some folks is that, uh, you have uh, you have different things being presented to the Chinese young people than you do to uh, young people in America. So uh, they're presenting, you know, I, I think what Americans usually like to consume, which are things that aren't about necessarily education. They're about entertainment, sex, drugs. That's what that's what people gravitate towards. Right. And so, like, that's just the truth. Otherwise, it wouldn't be out there. And some say that the Chinese government are doing more to empower their youth. And that's that's worrying. It's worrying people that this is programming us, I guess, into something that 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 China wants us to to be, and people don't understand what's happening. I don't know. I don't. I don't so is I don't that know argument that, that we not. would rather have our social media companies program us a certain yeah. way than 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 TikTok program us a certain way? Is that's that really the, the, that's, the, that's what the I, that's what I think the argument is? They they're not going to say mean, it. At least that's an honest <laughs> argument, though. Like, look, I I, I'd rather it, these guys. I'd rather it Zuckerberg or Musk tell me what to think than the Chinese government. Like, so at least there's, that, that's at least an honest argument. I just disagree with that. You know, like I, I kind of want more voices in the public square. Now, again, that's I'm a person that thinks that the, the, the algorithms and so forth and the content on social media, do, there does need to be some regulation with that. So I'm not out here saying that TikTok should be able to do whatever they want to do. I'm just saying the selective outrage is really the problem. So, but ultimately it's an easy, it's a low hanging fruit. I'll say this, the efforts, hopefully, people can be opportunistic about this and use the outrage over TikTok and to generate a general kind of conversation about what we're doing about social media in general. It, it's, it's a shame that like the European Union is leaps and bounds ahead of us in terms of how what, what's allowed there and what they're doing. And they're still struggling with it. They're struggling like Absolutely. all of these things. But these are the questions we're going to be dealing with over the next 20 years and so forth, whether it be d- data privacy, the use of your data and also with AI and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, when we think about like you and I, James, have had conversations about how it's just so different for our kids in this in, because of social media. It's really changed how they think, how they absorb the world. And, and I think we as parents have to be more we have to be more intentional about how they use these devices and making sure that they're having time to 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 understand that. They have to put that down. They have to be in thought just to observe what's around them. They have to work to not be influenced like we like it's, it's it's real interesting. You never see like there used to be dance parties and stuff like that. You never see things like that. And the reason why is because people don't want to get embarrassed to have something on TikTok about them 24 seven. You actually see and, I, and I've heard kids say this like they will actually they'll be in the middle of a basketball game rather than try to play defense. They will be scared to get dunked on because they don't want that to be used against them over and over and over again. So it's very interesting. I think we got to have a we both need a policy conversation, but we also need a perspective as people. How are we how are we how are we watching our kids? This is not a TikTok thing. TikTok's just the latest trend. Something's going to replace that. We have to figure out how we think about social media and, and interacting with us, particularly with AI coming. What are your thoughts in terms of what we need to do as as parents 
and the perspective we should have there we think, as we think about social media and how it influences our kids. Um, let me jump on this one because my 12-year-old is an avid TikTok user. So, I mean, I can say as a, a parent with kids that are on this stuff, um, I've taken a look at what he's looking at. He's, he's trying to show me videos and stuff. So I have an idea. And to me, is no different than when I have, you know, YouTube on in my home office uh, when I'm working and just, you know, the algorithms send me different videos that have different, in, you know, clips of information, right? Some of them are short, 30 second videos on my YouTube. Some of them are two hour documentaries or whatever. So it's all about uh, information. Now, I recognize that there could be arguments made. I'm not necessarily making them myself, but when we compare how we may regulate this kind of space versus other nations uh we have you know obviously we got freedom of speech we got all this kind of stuff that a lot of other countries don't have but i think that one of the things i think we've got a couple things here we have the natural tendency of older generations to think that younger generations are always just a mess right like all these kids they don't you know they keep going this direction they're, they're gonna i mean it was like the whole yeah, world is like end. remember yes. parents in the 50s thought that the world was gonna end if their kids went to an Elvis concert because he shook his hips. Oh my God, right? And then yeah. it was the Beatles a decade later. Black. And then a decade after that, it was somebody else. And in the 80s, it was the death metal yeah. and the uh, gangster rappers. And so there's always every decade and every generation, you know, some reason why the youth is going to be just lost to forever. So I think this is the normal. And all of those things you mentioned, coincidentally, or I, I believe intentionally, or things that people tried to ban. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so great, great <laughs> yes. point. So here we go. People tried to ban dancing, all yep. that TV. Go so I think that's part of it, right? But then another part I think is is actually something that's a little bit more difficult for us to address, um, which you guys have alluded to it a little bit here in the discussion already, which is because we do have freedom of speech, freedom of expression, and everybody's kind of allowed to just behave a certain way, especially in this recent years where the norms have been um, you know, rattled a bit, you know, and how we deal with each other publicly because of social media is I think that there's a lot of people that don't know how to kind of express the fact that they're uncomfortable with all this stuff because it's really a mirror of our society. And it reminds you when you look on this stuff, this is who we are as Americans. And sometimes it ain't pretty the way we deal with each other, the way we and, talk and to each mirror, other, you, you know. Well, I was going to say, it's a mirror, just to, to add into that piece, because I think it's a really good point. It's a mirror. There's things, it was easy to ignore a lot of things. Yeah, exactly. You know, like it, yes. it, it, it's harder. Yes. It, you have, you're getting forced to confront things that you may not want to have to confront. You'd much rather yep. ignore, but social media will bring it to you. Yeah, and, and that's and, 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 and a good point on that, and we're not going to go into a deep dive. No, but I'll, I'll say this, just to finish that point. I was just watching something earlier today. It's in my head, and it was, a, it was a, and you know, not to name names and make it about that. It was just a very famous, you know, uh, entertainer who made some recently, I mean, recently within the last week or two, um, uh, uh, just he was at some, looked like a house party or something, just with people, and he started saying stuff about Hitler, and while at the same time he was saying stuff about Jesus yeah. and all that, right? And I thought about it after I just, you know, was just thinking, what an effing idiot, and then realizing he's probably literally was in the middle of a manic bipolar moment there, when you just look at the actual behavior of the person overall in that few minutes, not just the, the comments. And that's what I thought exactly what you guys are saying. I was like, I got no idea if Michael Jackson behaved like this, if, if, if um, you know, Prince did, if, if, if uh, James Brown, some other famous artists behave like this because we never had this kind of technology where you can literally get what's in someone's head constantly every day, either by other people videotaping it, like this incident I saw earlier today, 
or by themselves, like so many people do. They they are the ones yep. telling us who they are, right? So this is that's why I say that part of this is probably going to take a generation or so for us to get our norms as a society around this and how we deal with this with each, with each other. Yeah. Just on the parenting yeah, thing, real quick. Ahead. If you yeah, let me throw something in on that because the thing is, I think that what we're struggling with, and this is, I think, uh, understandable to struggle with. And you know, I have an 11 year old and eight year old, so you know, I'm, I'm kind of coming into this part. Um, is that having your kids go and entertain themselves is mm-hmm. much more dangerous than it used to be. Like that, that yes. historically could have been good imagination time exactly good, you know you go in your room and play with toys or something like that and like you gotta yep. create the dialogue yourself and you know you're doing this like with physical objects or something like that or even video games like a nintendo type of thing where it wasn't connected exactly. to the internet it's like now you go <laughs> you tell your kid to go entertain themselves if you give them something with the internet then the whole world can come in your house and there's a lot in the world that you may not want yep. your kids to see or that may be difficult you know like and so on one hand it's more difficult and then i think just because of that it just requires more parental attention particularly when you're inviting the outside world unfiltered in to your child's bedroom you know so to speak and you gotta like it just takes more work and i think so like i said i think it's understandable that people that are that are people object or bristle at that but it's real and it's here it's real and and uh Another good point is that, yes, beyond letting the whole world into <clears throat> into your living room, it also presents a challenge in that when when you and I play like, I don't know if you remember this, we play contraband. I would say how really old we are. So this was like we were like, this is a long time ago, but we used to play you mean like Nintendo Contra. Nintendo like that? Contraband. Oh, wow. Yes. Oh, super old. You could probably go get that at a retro game. So I'm really dating us, but I'm making a point here. Uh, you used to be able to. There was a beginning and an end to the game. Right. Yeah, there was a there was a there was a beginning, middle, and an end. You beat the game. It might take you twenty hours, but you beat it, right? Now the games are different. The games are more like a casino, right? So you also have something else you got to worry about. The level of addiction that it could create is that now it's not just about uh, you know just playing a game and, and just learning the basics of the game. Now it's like a never-ending loop and a, and a dopamine hit that they're getting. And kids at you know can't handle that. Adults can't handle that barely. Little kids can't handle it at all. So this is really, I think, presented a challenge. And so TikTok has just found the they've been the latest trend in figuring out how to capture how to capture the attention. Somebody else is coming. Right. So it's not like this is not a unique China, China thing. This is not China threatening us. This is we have to understand this technology and with artificial intelligence. And by the way, I'm a fan of 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 innovation. I'm not anti artificial intelligence. I'm pro transparency. I'm pro-regulation, and then I'm pro-innovation, go crazy with it, because we need to understand how these things are being, uh, how, how they're making decisions and what they're doing, because if we don't have any understanding, uh, it makes it that much harder to parent. So that's my perspective on parenting. Yeah, one of the things uh, I, I want to just part, jump yeah. in to, to, to piggyback on James's point about the importance of the parental attention to what the kids are doing. And it's a shame that we know that 100% of parents aren't necessarily paying attention to what their kids are doing at all time, yeah. which I think is another potential. I think 100% of parents can't well, pay all the time. I'm that's just making a point that that's another potential hurdle for us in a generation or two. When we might see a kind of bifurcation of those kids who are whose parents paid attention and who, and who were able to learn how to deal with the internet from an emotional level in a certain sense, and there'll be another group of people who grew up who, to your point, Rob, they were exposed to a lot of things a little bit too early. And that's not just 
what one would consider off the top of their head, like, you know, just too much violence and sex. I think it's actually, you make a great point because like just off the TikTok real quick, one of the games my kid plays is Fortnite. And when you said they're becoming casinos, you're right. He gets to, you know, he can spend money on buying his, you know, his little outfits and making them different. And he gets on there with his friends and plays. And you're right, there's never an end. And then they have, they just had something where Eminem was a guest, you know, appearance in the game and it was a big deal. And so one of the things that I've realized is there's two ways to approach it. I can approach it with fear or approach it as, because a part of me was like, you know, as a financial planner, I was like, oh, shoot, this is actually a cool way to, I can start talking to my kid about learning how to save money, learning how to not do impulsive shopping, learning how to, so for those of us parents who can really engage because we have the time and the desire, I know some, a lot of parents have the desire, but to your point, Rob, they might not have the time because they got to work or they're single parents. So I appreciate all that. But it, it, it's, it's, it, this, like you're saying about the innovation, this could give us an opportunity to teach young people how to engage the world a little bit earlier and, 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 and in a way that we weren't taught how to deal with gambling and, and those kind of things as a young age, you know, just because, you know, we'd eventually be exposed to it. Um, but, but again, I, 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 I'm concerned like you guys are for the fact that it's just kind of out there and, and we know that not all parents are able to be a hundred percent in front of their kids at all time to help them get through this. No, thing. no. Well, th- cause there's a flip side to what you just said. And that is, yes, it gives the opportunity to learn those lessons, but it also creates this situation where you also might have a generation of kids growing up that are more addicted. That's what that I'm saying is we could probably see I mean, a bifurcation. The, issue, like, and that, the conversation of it though has to go around like, the video games or in the social media is designed to hack your brain in the same way that we saw this in the 70s 1970s 1980s with the food industry being designed to hack your brain we still are losing that battle and we're losing the battle now in terms of the social media and like it's it's, they're, they're trying to hack your brain and to make it so you want to give them all your attention that's what's happening. And so yep. it, it's not a bunch of bumbling idiots sitting around smoking weed, you know, programming these games with that with no. aimlessly. It's like, OK, they got psychologists in the room. No. OK, how can we make this so that the person is addicted? They can't put it down. And you're like, that's that's the goal that's happening here. In the same way, they had scientists in the kitchen in 1975 trying to figure out the right mix of fats and sugars so that people couldn't put a chip down or whatever it would be. They're doing it now. And so it's a really an unfair fight. And that's where you come in. That's where you talk about with the regulation and so forth. You're not going to ban your way out of this type of situation. This is the 21st century. We got to figure out how to deal with it, whether it be on the individual level or on the collective level, which involves government and regulation. Now, I want to just say something to piggyback that, James. Please do this real quick. Um, no, and a lot of people don't realize Microsoft actually has um, is either the top two or three largest neuroscience labs in the world. Um, and that's just, again, interesting. Why does a tech company need to you know, invest all this time and money and resource into a neuroscience lab? And it's to your point, James, is, is it to learn you know, what's going on upstairs and how to, how to keep us hooked on their stuff. And, um, and I think that's an excellent observation that at the end of the day, you know, there's a certain form of corruption in the way that our government handles lobbying. And unlike, and, and again, I just came back from Europe, a, a trip to Europe, Italy, and Greece, and I was dumbfounded. It was my first time to the continent of Europe. Um, how I ate McDonald's in Europe, and it was absolutely real food and healthy as I don't know what. And it was, a, I, I made me realize, I was like, hold on, I gotta leave my country to eat 
to, to have an American corporation be forced to actually not put this stuff that James is talking about in the food. I've got to leave the United States to buy pharmaceutical drugs at a cost that's cheaper than what I get them sold to me here as an American by American pharmaceutical at a company. Fair, at a fair cost. Correct. And so yep. it shouldn't surprise us that, again, unfortunately, I, I realized when I was in Europe, I go, okay, I guess the European Union cares more about the health of its citizens than it does, uh, than it does about making sure that McDonald's makes a huge profit in the continent. And we have to come to the conclusion. Or they're just harder to bribe. Yeah, that our system. <laughs> or more, more, maybe more people That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, as a proud <laughs> yeah. capitalist, I can say this. We have to acknowledge that our system over time has been in terms of the guardrails of, of, of the legal ability to bribe government officials for go- companies to continue to prey on us as citizens for profit, in a sense, is what you're saying, right? That, that That's real. And so this right. is what we're kind of identifying here, I think, is that. The, the issues, bring it back to TikTok, the issues and the risks that pr- TikTok presents to kids and to espionage and to everything else are the exact same risks that all the social media companies and tech companies present. The difference is we're identifying here that China is being singled out because they're not lobbying the U.S. government <laughs> as hard as our tech well, company. So if China started no, no, struggling they, with they, some they big checks, just... we'd, be, we'd shut up <laughs> about all that. Well, it's... Uh... Well, I actually want to transition. This is a good transition to talk about. Uh, as James says, they're hacking your brain. But it's, this is a this is a this is an old science, right? So I also recently went to Europe as well. So we're on this Europe. <laughs> I guess we're on this Europe disruption trip. And um, one thing that was very interesting was when I went to the Colosseum, right? And I got this tour, and, and the woman explained to me it was actually never called the Colosseum in Rome, right? In Rome, it was called theater. Why? Because it was about propaganda. It was about promoting Rome and then putting fear in those who would be against Rome. So everything they did was a performance. Every time they executed somebody was a message to be sent. Uh, they would send everybody that was basically poor people all around that didn't have anything else to do. It was the original football stadium. They entertained people and got them excited about Rome and what Rome was doing, even if what Rome was doing was horrible, they made people feel as if this is great. I'm glad to be a part of Rome. I believe that misinformation is an issue that's been a problem, of course, in America for a long time. We've talked about propaganda on this show before and how it's been the most uh, effective thing that's been used to really prop up uh, you know, parts of our economy that don't help people, but propaganda is so strong in this country that it works. And I believe that people see TikTok as a as a propaganda machine the other way in terms of it's able to get out more information that may not always be uh, aligned with our interests, that may not always be. Sometimes it may be right, too, by the way, but it may not be something that we want to hear in terms of the U.S. government, in terms of uh, many that are in power, because we've always had one dominant perspective. And now we get to hear other voices and that threatens people. Uh, and, and TikTok is one of those places, but it's every place. But TikTok, I think has been more effective at getting out this short form content and they don't have any control over that. So they are hacking our brains in their own ways and now everybody's getting this moral righteousness about them, but all of it is wrong. So let's have a transparent approach to how we talk about misinformation, particularly with the use of technology. I'm all for it, but as James says, I'm not just for this, we're just gonna select TikTok and pretend like it's not a problem elsewhere. Yeah. Well, you bring it up though, but the the thing you have to recognize is that, and you did acknowledge this, that misinformation 
propaganda and so forth isn't a new thing. I think what we're really observing, and again, this is not a unique to TikTok situation. If you say, oh, well, TikTok might be more friendly to, to, to China or the Chinese Communist Party or the interest around the world that is not the official U.S. government line, that's true. You know, but we're also supposed to be a true. country that stands for freedom of speech. And so exactly. Is it really TikTok that's that's algorithm is putting these in front of you or distributing these or is it really the perspectives that you're objecting to? But I think what we're really observing the phenomenon in social media is not that there are more kooky theories out there or more people taking contrarian point of views like there were people who believed the, world, the earth was flat before. Um, TikTok, you know, or or Facebook or whatever. There were people that believed all types of stuff. Um, And sometimes, quote unquote, conspiracy theories may be true or may have a grain of truth. But the issue that we're seeing a lot of times is this. The it's not that people believe crazy things or different things is that they have such a strength in belief. And that that's right. They you you can there's nothing you can show some people to convince them that something they may have seen in a video here or there is either dubious or is not factual or anything like that. So and that's where it goes into the hacking of your brain. It's not just exposing people to this information. It's getting them to commit their their being to these this this information or these theories and so forth. And so you can have an entire nation or let's say half of a nation like believing something that's demonstrably false and that's been proven yeah. wrong, false in court and all this other stuff and they'll still rise. For example, Trump Trump lost the election, but people there's still about forty percent of people my, that believe this. So my thunder, Rob, I was gonna say <laughs> right? I mean, like, James, you mean like they might believe a lie that causes them to storm their own capital? Yeah, but nobody talks but, yeah, about but that's that. what I was going to say, Rob, is that you're right. It's kind of like the Bible now where people just cherry pick whatever they feel is going to, um, uh, you know, is going to is going to kind of agree with whatever prove yeah, they prove their point. And well, then no, they, but it's, that, they that's the, the thing, other it's not cherry picked. It's it's cherry picked for them. That's the way the algorithm. No, 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 I'm, I'm, but they, James, I'm talking about that. that if they not, show you things you don't agree. Yeah, with, but I'm not talking about that. Just let me back it up. I'm talking about the people who criticize are cherry picking. Meaning, to, to your point, yes. that, that you're right, the misinformation, all that's so real. But a lot of the people who are um, against TikTok specifically, like we've been talking about, right? They're, they, they're worried about, and I think Rob's on to something, where at, whether it's real or imagined. But this idea that because it's the Chinese boogeyman over here, they're going to do, I mean, they're probably worried that they're going to do to us uh, propaganda, what we used to do with our leaflets and, and they Voice are. of America I mean, that, that's and all this stuff. And so, but the bottom line is, yeah. and this is, a, this is why I'm bringing it up, the same people who are so worried about that tend to not be worried about the misinformation about our own domestic elections, right. which is hurting our democracy. Or let's say the attack that's been documented, whether people want to believe it or not, again, the attack, the, 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 the fact has been conser- it was confirmed by the Republican Senate Intelligence Committee that Russia played the game, too, of disinformation, which affected the outcome of, of our 2016 did. election. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, that's what I mean by people are beginning to cherry pick where they want their misinformation or not based on how they feel it helps them. And it's just so we're it's here right. in this in this kind of and the algorithms have made that problem worse, which is why we don't <clears> need to ban TikTok. We need to have regulation that's transparent. That's going to help everybody. And so I, now you're, I, now I, you sound I, like I a communist, so now you can't have this show. <laughs> Wait, how do I sound like a communist? You I said we got to have regulations. Right? That means you're a communist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. We know what the algorithm's been sending you to. Remember, remember, the free markets will solve it all, you know. Yeah, but like I actually go to really think about this. So when the president of China came here to visit and 
He, of course, met with the president. But you know who else was in that meeting? Apple, <laughs> the, head of, the head of Apple, Elon Musk, and Blackstone, one of the largest investments firms in the world. They were there. So I say this yeah, those like are the I just called of the president of the United States. There you go. I just, and that's why <laughs> and that's why I also call bullshit when people say like tick, we need to ban TikTok because it's a national threat. Like we're tied in with China. Yeah, that ship sailed 20 or 30 years ago in a lot of different ways. And so when people say this, this, I think, is to really this is my perspective is to get the masses riled up about China because it's something easy to see. They see their kids on there dancing on TikTok and they say that that Chinese company is influencing them. It's not the Chinese company. It's not the Chinese company. It's the fucking technology and how it's being used. All right. And so what well, you got to do is figure out but how you, we have you, transparent you, use. You got to go a little further, a little further. Go They're ahead, not trying go ahead. to get the people riled up. They're trying to keep the people distracted from the real issue at hand. That's, that's even better. Because and that's a my, drop it's a projection. Moment. It's a projection because, yes, the people that are most concerned about this are the people who want to do this to, 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 to themselves. And so yes. that's why to them it's so obvious that this is what's going to happen with China. And again, I believe you... Anything you want to tell me that China's going to do with this data, you know, I, I won't fight you. You know, like, and I think yeah. it is dangerous and all that stuff. But again, the issue isn't that it's China. The issue is the nature of social media That's when it's right. in this unregulated state. Because its objective is to hack your brain. It's not, oh, that's an unfortunate consequence. It's the objective. This is big tobacco. This is big food. Big food is not, their objective is not to have a bunch of well-adjusted, healthy people. (laughs) (laughs) Their objective is to make it so you will eat until you pop. You know, and so the social media thing is the same thing. Their objective, and so again, all of the things we're we're upset about, like you can can try to convince yourself, and the the, the brain is good at this. You convince yourself, oh, it's because of China. But really, the at its fundamental level, it's because of what social media is. And if we need to get a handle on social media, and then the issues with TikTok would take care of themselves. Yeah, no, I agree. And it's 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 look, we we have so many issues in our country, unfortunately, that um, that I think you know, there's somewhere the majority of Americans do kind of have an agreement a certain way. Let's say like background checks on guns. You know, you look at any poll, no matter what poll and what party they ask people and the conservative liberal, it's around 80 to 90% given the poll that Americans, so I'd say, okay, most Americans tend to agree on that. But because of lobbying, we, we, we never have the Congress actually taking up serious legislation about anything to do with, with firearms in our country, right? And this, and this goes on with a lot of other things. And so I think this is just one of them that we're identifying where people's People act like they're so passionate about things like their freedoms and their privacy and all this stuff. Every single tech company is all up in our business, manipulating us, taking our information, selling it behind the scenes. I mean, I, I'm in the financial services business and I'll have clients sometimes, like if I got to take information, they'll be like, well, I don't want to, I'm going to give you all my stuff, but I, I don't want to text or email you my social. Let's, I want to call you and, and tell you on the phone. And I sometimes I want to tell them, you know, someone listening to our phone call based on what we're talking about, that it'll trigger an algorithm and the phone will just record it. So I'm sure the minute we say Social Security, some, you know, that might trigger, you know, that that's going to be filed away somewhere. And I'm going to assume that on the dark web, there's everything about me out there. So I just think that this is another example of, like you said, a distraction. And it's very interesting to me, James uh, uh, and Rob, that you say that Blackstone was in that room. I didn't know they were in that room. That's a whole different ballgame to me. <laughs> that tells me that, yeah, we're tied into China forever at this point, And it is all optics. So, you know, when I think about this in terms of where we're at, like uh, the problem with the hacking of the brain, too, is this. 
now with artificial intelligence, we have to also understand uh, it's going to be harder and harder to tell what's real and what's not real. It's already pretty difficult. Yeah. Right. Now you add with artificial intelligence. Now you look at some stuff right now. I can produce something right now with James out there saying that he loves Trump and he should, you should vote for Trump every single time. Hey, I man, why do you have to use me as the example? Yeah, yeah. All right, we can use Tuesday. Tuesday hates communism. He's, I mean, you know, he loves communism. He's against capitalism, right? He's a financial planner. That wouldn't be good for his career. But I, I can now produce something that's pretty damn accurate. And there's no way of officially verifying what's true and what's not true. And we really need policy around that. That's transparent in that, because now we're going to you know we're not we're not only talking about entertainment. It's one thing to not be able to tell what's true and what's not true when I'm in the middle of entertainment, because I know I'm being entertained. It's a whole nother thing when you're talking about, uh, you know, uh, political discourse, when you're talking about uh, taking someone's image and voice and likeness. And none of these things are actually regulated in any type of way. And there seems to be no rush for. Uh, for the U.S. to do this. And so that's why I really get kind of pissed off with this TikTok argument, because it's all fake. It's all phony. It's not about the real issue, which is actually having transparent policy that's going to actually help protect us, move innovation forward, and most of all, help people. And so that's the conversation I want to have. I don't want to have the conversation about banning TikTok because it's not a real conversation. It's a straw man conversation. I want the conversation to be how are we actually uh, making sure that we have good policy to help us out in the long run? That's what I want to have. And so uh, as we get to this, this feels like a political agenda. This is the final point I want to talk about here. Uh, when, when we know when the president of China came here, what he did, he met with the president and he met with the real presidents, right? He met with the leaders <laughs> of the biggest uh, companies, tech companies, and they rely on China quite a bit to do quite a bit of business. And so we're, we're as I said earlier, we're tied in. And what really concerns me is that there's a there's 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 also a control by companies here about what we can see even about even about China. That's why I also think this is not real, right? Yeah. So I said so 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 what I also think is when I think about this, uh, uh, John Stewart had a great show on Apple TV, right? But it actually got canceled because uh, one of the topics he wanted to talk about is that uh, he didn't uh, he wanted he wanted to talk about AI in China. He wanted that to have mm. a conversation. Essentially, I, Apple was like, nah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Are you well, remember, racing? That, that reminds me. Well, but remember, guys, we did it. We make a, a lot more, I, more iPhones than we do on your show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but remember the conversation we had a few years ago on the show when, when some guy from like the Houston Rockets, some like executive just tweeted Darryl something Moore, about yes. like Taiwan or something. And then all of a sudden the NBA had to do this whole like groveling and we're so sorry and this and that. It's, Again, it's 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 all about the money, and that's what I'm saying. Is I think we've identified this. It's 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 the food industry example. This isn't going to happen, Rob. Unfortunately, because just like I mentioned my experience with with McDonald's in Europe versus here, or James is mentioning of the food industry's um, lobbying efforts, which were successful in the 70s and 80s. That that we we have shown as Americans that we will not demand that our government actually regulate corporations to be in our health interest. Everything we get manipulated by our political class to think that everything that can be done or everything that may be done in an attempt to regulate an industry is somehow communist, right? Like this is gonna stifle growth and all this. And so I just think that we've identified it on this discussion. Yeah, I, I actually think the, I actually think part of reason why, sorry to interrupt you, but I think it's an important yeah. point what you just said. I think part of the reason why uh, 
corporations and others are also worried about social media with TikTok is that it actually it's not it, it, it by itself. This generation tends to be a lot less like, OK, uh, we just believe what corporations tell us. In fact, they're much more skeptical because they've seen what's happened, frankly, to us and to other generations. And I think people are trying to figure out a way. How do we control the message to get them back in our corner? And I think that's they fear that because it's not working. And TikTok allows them to share their perspective. Now, this is outside of the uh, Chinese government. People are sharing their perspectives about how they feel like people talk about quiet and people can never talk about things like quiet quitting. It's the, one of the most trending things ever. And people are like, what the hell is going on? It's that, you know, young people are seeing the gig. They're seeing They're seeing that things aren't working for them. So I actually think there's some hope with them. But. Their issue is they got to keep staying involved and not get discouraged. But they, they're they really like more than any generation I've seen really taking a stance. You've seen it uh, with the with the intense unionization like you've seen. Uh, you, Microsoft actually just just formed a union in some places. People are actually doing things that unions have a very high uh, approval rating. They're much higher at that generation than any other generation. So I do believe that's part of the fear is that now this information is being shared in a way where people are like, using it for activation. They're like, no, no, we want you to, we want you to use social media to entertain and be distracted, but we don't want you talking about things like quiet quitting. We don't want you to talk about union, unionization. That's what happens when people get scared. They behave like Vladimir Putin behaved by invading Ukraine, right? This is what I'm saying. The fact they're scared means it's probably going to go worse than what we can anticipate. Because the way I look at it is you, you made a good point that the President Xi met with the real presidents and our president. One of them you mentioned is Elon Musk. If, if, if the rest of the tech industry goes his direction of how he's behaved and what he's done to Twitter since he bought it, then we're just not in good shape because this, this, these guys aren't into regulating it for our benefit to be healthy as a society going forward. They're basically in it. This is becoming like the oligarchy. Like they're just in it for their own control, their own data information so they can sell it and, and have that commodity just like the, the Saudis want to just sit on top of oil and sell that. Data is a commodity, just like the other commodities. So yep. these guys well, are just hoarding it, basically. Well, They're yeah, saying, I just it, want this for me. It is it, it is a very concerning situation. Uh, I'd push back and say on one count, we have been able to get some level of regulation uh, from a public health perspective. It took decades. Yeah, uh, it took a I lot agree. of death, but tobacco, big tobacco was what you, if you have this conversation 30 years ago, they're one of the people that have hacked the brains of people and, and, you know, I have been operating with impunity. And then eventually, uh, enough happened and notably happened in courts where it was able to change the conversation around that. And, you know, like, but remember, people used to smoke on airplanes, you know, like, they yeah. used to advertise cigarettes. Smoke on, on airplanes, smoking schools, you be you had yeah. nothing. Smoking I'm bars, that's stuff. Nobody does that. that was the same kind of thing where you take an addictive, su- then it was an addictive substance. But that's the a great same point. kind of thing is we want to get people hooked on it, and then they're going to be a customer for life and so forth. And the government looked the other way and or participated in it. So it's not impossible, but... The thing is, is that and I think Tunde, you, you, you this brings everything together. You brought up a good point as far as how people when anytime you bring up regulation, people have a lot of people have this kind of knee jerk reaction like, oh, it's going to stay. And, and that is the goal is it's to, to the, the, the people who are doing these things to us. You know, the people who control the social media or control various texts or any industry want you to believe that any regulation will cost jobs or will stifle growth and so forth. It's not necessarily true. 
you know, but the, the, the beef prior to the train derailing, you know, in Ohio not too long ago, there were attempts to regulate the, tra- the trains yep. and how much weight they could do, how much speed they could go. It failed because, oh, it'll cost us so much money. And, blah, blah, blah. and then they go and derail a train and you got all these toxins in the air. Like, so the issue is that Americans are easy to distract. Because people, yes. if you ask them about a lot of these things, they'll say, yeah, of course, trains shouldn't be able to overload their weight and then hit cur- turns very fast and then fall over. But if you... you <laughs> that just sounds have, so simple. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, who would argue against that? Except for the train company. <laughs> but see, if people are easy to distract, then you can get them more worried about CRT that's not being taught in schools, but, oh, it's some lingering boogeyman and you can get it. So with, the, with what we're seeing or, here or is the same Christmas. level of it's the same when level 90% of, of the country's Christian. Well, but no, it's the same level of misdirection, though. That's what the TikTok yeah. conversation is a misdirection about yep. what the real issue is from a public health standpoint. And so we all get worried about TikTok and China, whereas the real issue is that social media in itself can be toxic in society. We've seen this already. Again, Facebook, excuse me, TikTok wishes it could be as disruptive and as Facebook has been in <laughs> elections around the world. You know, you want to talk about that kind of stuff. Facebook's already done it. Facebook's still does it so you know it's it's just a matter of can we at least enough of us keep our head on straight and actually keep our eye on the ball as far as what's actually the issue is and how we address the issue again i said it before i'll say it again if we address the issues that are prop that that cause the problems with social media the tiktok problem will solve itself if algorithms are forced to be public if data can't be kept then all the problems people worry about with tiktok are going to solve themselves anyway yeah i agree i think as as my final point i would tell people to don't get distracted understand the goal is to distract you. We all get distracted. The goal is to make sure that you understand that we all are irrational, as Robert Green, who's been on the show, has said. And the first point to being rational is to understand that we're irrational. If we can come from that point, then you can step off of social media and realize, like, what am I taking in here? And we got to tell our kids that, too. And critical thinking and being really just sober minded about this is going to be really our only hope. And I have some faith, Tunde. I know you're kind of the pessimist here, but I actually think beyond <laughs> smoking, we've actually changed some with 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 how people eat. People know a lot more about what they're putting in their body, what's happening. Uh, there's still more work to be done, but a lot more people are a lot more informed than they used to be. And it's the reason why I like and I'll, that and they got a drug for it now. Right. Yeah. There's that. There's that. They get you going in and they get you coming out. <laughs> Eat as much as you want and you're take it a shot yeah. in the thigh. No, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. no but it's, it's a funny joke because it's the perfect. I mean, this is a, I love being American, but it's such an American way, like a microwave or fast food. Now we got this drug that I can just take care of it, right? Like I can do what I want now and just, yeah. you know, take this pill and be done with it. I got a good drug myself. for them too. It's and called exercising and eating. Exactly. That works. <laughs> but no, but, but it's interesting, it. Rob, you say that because as much as we have become, and I agree with you, educated about the food and all that stuff now, think about just the, both of us have been to Europe separately, but in recent, in the last three months, both of us, there's no denying when you go just walk around these countries in Europe, that they are thinner, they are yeah. just healthier than, and they smoke more cigarettes, but they're still healthier in general because they eat much better food. So it's an example that regulation does have effect. Oh, I agree. Because as I much mean, as I agree. we have educated ourselves in a great way in America over the last, let's say, 20, 25 years about nutrition and all that, the majority, I mean, we just, James and I did a show in the last 12 months about the obesity up in the bank of this country, and 66% of Americans are considered obese now. 
So as much as we know that we should be doing the right thing and how to eat properly, enough of us still sneak snacks in the middle of the night or just eat well, food. See, hold on. I got to just... jump in here because the uh, thing is, and this is where the, 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 the language hacking your brain matters. Once you're once you already get hacked, this is what is learned about obesity now that we didn't know 20 years ago is that once you are so far down the road in terms of what the the way the food changes you, it saying. changes yeah, your dopamine signals and so forth. Yeah. You can't just eat less and exercise. It doesn't work anymore. No, that, no, that's no. The, it, that's it becomes the, it becomes a, it becomes a habit into you where you, where you have to work out to a new habit. But that's a great conversation. It goes that beyond we, that, though. I mean, and that, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it actually changes. The, the person, you know, like beyond yes. just habits. And so that's that's what the science. Yeah, that's that's, that's what I'm saying that Europe demonstrates the benefit of that regulation because Correct. the European people. That's what I'm saying. To your point, James, even though we have a lot more knowledge about nutrition, we still can't control ourselves from eating certain foods. And those foods are in abundance in our face. In Europe, they just don't allow companies to make food like that. Correct. And you can just Which see the difference. the hacking in the first place. That's, that's my that's point, James. I agree. That's what I'm saying. So, that's, that's what I'm saying. And, and to wrap this up as a full point, because I know we've been talking about this for yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah this, this is a whole other one. This is a whole, whole other one. This is a whole other yeah, conversation, yeah. right? But like, there's the major point that I want the listeners to understand. Uh, the European Union is not perfect, but they're ahead of us on actually regulating not only our food and our body, but now I think what's even more consequential, because I think it affects all of that is is really technology, AI, blockchain, all that stuff they have policies for. They have a whole AI policy for how it can be used with surveillance, how it can be used with social media, all those things, because it matters. And so we have to wake up. The real thing is not China. The real thing is having clear policy to protect us and protect others from hacking our brain, because you can be hacked. We can all can be hacked because we're human. I hope that's what the takeaway is from this. But until and next then, time, and just just to tie it up, and that's yes. what solves the problem, you know, and that's yes. what, it'll solve the problem that is coming from TikTok, and it'll solve the problem from universally, as opposed to just this is how you know it, it, it it's 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 a, you're being duped is that if the problem is just ban X, <laughs> then if that's never the solution, you know, like no. the solution is fundamentally, or what X what is X doing wrong, or what is TikTok doing wrong, you know, doing? Let's address that, and let's address it for the whole industry. Yeah, just to call, I'm, I'm going to be glass half empty guy for the end of the show here. <laughs> You're never my joke until my joke, which is because you said if it's complex and you gave a great eloquent um, descending speech here. And I appreciate that for the audience. And I'll just say COVID was complex, too. But enough people just wanted the easy out to call it the China virus. And that's well, what they're going to do here. Is it going to be all China's fault? <laughs> that's yeah. Well, yeah. that's the easy way to go. Then, <laughs> that's going to be the easy know, route. For yeah. Most but people. meanwhile, <laughs> all the money's being made in China. So don't believe the hype. So until <laughs> next time, we'll see you. Yeah. On, we'll see you disruptors. Appreciate you. And, and also just before we go, I want to plug, you know, call it like I see. Oh, yes, podcast. please plug. Yeah. yeah. Plug, call it like I see a podcast. Make sure you go join, subscribe as always. Uh, they always have some good good talks. I'm gonna have to come back on the show as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll have to have you on. You know, so um, if that's where you can find Tune Day and I, you know, on a weekly basis. So yeah, and thanks for having us on, Rob. Thank you.